This reminds me of like in Flight of the Concords when he's like, Brit, chick, Jermaine, chick, all bands all here. You do his voice. Perfect. <laughs> that was Mary from Flight of the Concords. Oh. Thank you. Let's put some air conditioner going in the next room. I feel like it's kind of getting hot here, especially with the discussions. It's going to get hot. <laughs> it's going to get hot. I'm comfortable, though. Like a normal human being. Yeah. I don't need air conditioning. That's a whole other topic. I'm built different. <laughs> air conditioning, I've noticed, is getting pretty extreme, though, to the point where it's like, yeah, it's nice to be cooled off when I come inside, but... I feel like I need to put gloves on in some of these places. Yeah, it's I too hate much. it. I hate being like really hot being outside. I actually hate that, that I have to have a whole different outfit for when I'm sitting inside my office than when I go outside for lunch. I hate that. I think it, we need to find a balance. Yeah. It's too cold inside. I'm not wearing a wool suit like I'm a businessman in 1960. Like we need to adjust here. All right. Is that <laughs> what's in your notebook? <laughs> Wool suit. What's going on over there? <laughs> 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 air conditioning was set in the 1960s. I did read that in an article. <laughs> I did read that. And they never changed it. But I don't know if that's true, if that's just the internet. So we're here today with a very special guest who we will introduce momentarily. Over here on the couches, we have Ani. He's fully napped up. And I'm going to start... I'm going to start a new decree right now. I'm going to need a clear warning when this guy's fully napped up because he's bringing a whole different vibe to the table when he's fully napped. Thank you, Go. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, to my left, we have Vicky, a.k.a. the Vixter, mm -hmm. freshly back from her adventures in Disneyland, Disney World. Disney World. Disney World. Very important distinction, which we'll have to get into at some point. Mm -hmm. So, Vicky's Vicky, back, looking yeah. sun-kissed and jubilant over there. Hopefully not, because I put on a lot of sunscreen, trying to age at a normal pace. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome back. Thank you. Um, how, was the, how was the weather? The there? weather was actually rainy, ironically. <laughs> it actually was raining in the Sunshine State. So, mm. yeah, I'm glad to be back in sunny Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and over here we have Cal. And uh, Cal, I don't know what you've been up to this week, but I'm happy to see you as always. And always glad to hear stories from your childhood. Thank you. I came up with a phrase that I'll share maybe later, but we'll tease it. It's a pretty important phrase, I think. So I'll just say that. What do you mean? Is it the phrase that sounds like a bad word? But yeah, isn't? it's a phrase I came up with at maybe 315. And uh, it sounds, it just sounds obscene, but it's not at all. I will And I'm pretty this. proud of it. Sounds like you're quoting from the Bible or something, like 315. <laughs> <laughs> That's a holy, a holy notion woke me. Reading from the book of Cal 315. <laughs> anyway, it's time, I think, to introduce Sam. Sam works. Sam. Just Sam? Yeah. Yeah, that's always what we've called her, but... She's actually Samantha. She is a Samantha, right? I am a Samantha. When okay. you say you are a Samantha, you mean like a Carrie, a Charlotte, a Miranda, or a Samantha? Or your name is Samantha? My name is Samantha. Got but it. Just I'll, to I'll take the, the former. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Noted. 
So um, Sam's on this podcast. So we had been planning this for a couple of weeks now because we went out to brunch and we had some really interesting conversations, the four of us. And we were like, oh my God, Sam, you need to be on the pod. And um, I was going to say something, I forgot, which was supposed to be part of this introduction. Oh yeah. So another reason why, so it just hit me the other day. It's like, our pod is called the imaginary pod. And there's nothing more that Sam likes to talk about than the fact that nothing is real. <laughs> so it's only app. This is like a match made in heaven that she makes a guest appearance on the imaginary pod because it doesn't really exist. So Sam, how do you feel? I, I think I feel good, but what is that true? Who oh knows? Oh my god! It started. <laughs> it started. <laughs> I'm already confused. <laughs> yeah, this this came up the first time we met within maybe five minutes. I want to say this theory that we're actually not meeting <laughs> and nothing is real. I mean, the I think the experiences can be real, but the important thing to remember is that it's all just it's all in your head. It could be anything that you want it to be. It's, it's simultaneously a relief and the most stressful idea I think I can process. How is that stressful? Because if nothing is real, I'm just wasting my time doing all of this and feeling all of these things and doing my life. Well, if you have true release from like truth, it should be like a liberating act of you get to choose your own adventure each day. And so if you choose misery, I think that's it's your choice. I think this is a relief for me who um, is doing the least of everyone here. <laughs> if nothing's real, then I'm doing it right and you guys are suckers. <laughs> I took a nap under a tree today. Oh, so you're telling me you're both fully napped. Ooh. Hell yeah. I mean, I'm gonna need future warnings in. about these naps. Because I'm coming in here, I'm, I'm not even napped at all. I'm coming up with Slitty Tunt at 3.15. <laughs> yeah, I need a warning, guys. Wait, did you get a nap last night, though? No, I just slept through the night. But anyways, our guest is here to talk about. I have a quick question. Uh, what's a nap? Like, nap's not a full sleep, though, right? Mm. I think it's, nap, an hour, it's an hour and under in my, in my mind. So is it yeah, time-based? You, you can't hit REM. Because that's mm, sleep. Yes. So REM happens. So if that's like a one and a half hour cycle, so it has to be under one hour to not hit REM. Okay, that makes sense. So it's time-based. It's not isn't like... It, isn't it scientifically proven that the optimal nap time is 26 minutes? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Looks like the two of you nap longer than 26 minutes today. We have real zen over here. This is the zen couch. And over there, that's the villain couch. I know. Let's that's mute them. <laughs> It's the villain couch is already in combat with our yeah, kind couch. With Although our, with our chill vibe, with this light that we have on our left, like this amazing serene. Ironically, vibe. though, when we get into our topic, which will be scooters in Pittsburgh, I will be siding with one of our villains. She got to you. Yeah, she got to me. But I agreed with her even before I met her. And I'm excited to talk about scooters um, when we get there. Um, but I would like to know, like, your background more. It, it, like, you studied actual, like, things that 
make you qualified to talk about yeah, this. Yeah, Sam, who are you? <laughs> like, why are you in Pittsburgh, first of all? Um, I came to Pittsburgh after, like, a series of terrible mistakes and landed here. And uh, went to school and floundered and landed in urban studies and English literature and writing and education. Um, and I focused on transportation and gentrification within urban studies and then ultimately started a job in the transportation sector dealing with pavement assessments, which is a real blast and a half. Did you know a curb is supposed to be six inches? I did not know that. That's how many times you can tell that a, a street has been paved over if the curb is not six inches. That's so depressing. There's we a could, lot we of could go into streets. a full like pavement knowledge session, but um, and through that, I six inches, six inches. measure it. <laughs> Setting the bar pretty high there. <laughs> so why pavement specifically? I'm curious. Ah, because the, the technology developed was basically reading the, the pavements to understand what distressing happened um, to give that data to local governments and or engineering firms to provide pavement management plans for cities. Because um, it, depending on the streets, it's all like either local or county that you're going to have to go in and do this stuff. It's a bunch of, it's a whole different world. But a mile of road cost a million dollars to repair. So think about that. What? I think that's so important to think about in context of like funding transit. It's just like, oh, we don't have the money for blah, 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 blah. But like roads are so expensive to like maintain, especially like in, I'm imagining in Pennsylvania where like we have like weather, you know, crazy weather and salt and stuff that like destroys it quicker. It's true. What? And are you, and like, are you laughing? And local governments don't have the money to do preventative maintenance. So they're out there struggling. So more of the story is we need to put some train tracks everywhere. All right, let's bring back the trolley. Good old Pittsburgh trolleys. All right, let's break up this concrete. Let's bust it open. Scoot around everywhere. Scooters everywhere. <laughs> but what? So before we uh, scoot into that topic... Mm. Um, <laughs> Okay, that one gets a laugh <laughs> before we scoot in. <laughs> it's because it was so bad. It was yeah. funny. <laughs> I made that face. I made that face of acknowledgement that that's a bad joke. This is, I mean, the villain couch does not approve. That's all I'm saying. And just for a visual, we keep mentioning the villain couch. Sam, our guest, and I are over here across from Vicky and Ani. They're bathed in this beautiful green Twitch streamer light. And we're next to a dead fucking plant. <laughs> and you guys are wearing, like, all dark colors. <laughs> I noticed that. We're about to hack the Pentagon over here. Okay, if you got sensitive documents, watch out. And I'm wearing bright yellow overalls. Couldn't look less threatening. I'm wearing a lavender colored shirt. <laughs> You're really into hacking the Pentagon today. Every day, really. Oh, why is that? I just think they, they got secrets, and they got stuff that we don't, we don't have access to. So I'm saying, you put on you put on some Lululemon dad cargos, <laughs> you hack the Pentagon. Not Lululemon. So I just wanted to also explain about the couch dichotomy is going to come into play because we have a few topics that we'd like to sort of lightly debate. And we're the villains because I think 
a few people in the room are going to disagree with Sam about some things, and a few people in the room are going to disagree with me about some things. Yeah, why should people have opinions, right? <laughs> You're really taking this villain thing to the whole next... I mean, I'm ready to burn down this, this apartment with you. There's a little civil unrest right on that apartment within them themselves. <laughs> okay, so uh, the first thing. So this weekend, when you were uh, having a great time at Disney... Yeah. World, yeah, uh, I was in Disney World. I was uh, hanging out with Sam. We were trying to like get some work done, co-working, and Sam tells me that she doesn't think all that highly of Disney World. I think that's completely fair. Oh wait, <laughs> what? I thought you would like I, I come out blasting saying that no, Disney World is the better Disney one. Disney World's the best. Mickey Mouse is my friend. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just there for Versus my mom's Disneyland. 60th birthday. I haven't been yeah. to Disneyland, but I think that's a fair thing to say about Disney World. But I was thinking, you know, in looking around Disney World while I was there, I was thinking, this is like everything Americans push against, you know, at like city hall meetings. It's just like, don't take my car space, blah, blah, blah. I need to be in my SUV at all times or I will, you know, throw a fit. And Disney World, it's like those same people walking around they love the car free space they love the people mover it's called they sit in the people mover it's fucking subway <laughs> it's like they go on the disney metro and they love that shit the bus takes you from the hotel to the park it's transportation city over there they got skyliners and gondolas and boats there's no cars anywhere it's amazing it's a utopia in a way and it's like americans at the same time, like, we'll complain if we try to put that into practice, like, in our actual world. Is it because that public transit is so stigmatized? And so when it's taken into an affluent context, that's the only reason they like it? Ooh, a big status component over there. Whoa, yeah. that's so, like, I feel like if someone lives in the city and has never rode public transit, to me that screams like i'm afraid of like poor people or i you know am an idiot like in that way like i just like be around people like what are you afraid of makes me so mad i mean it's like the whole idea that like it's why um there's this like whole theory that like uh poor people don't wear white coats and it's like only an affluent thing because if you take transportation daily you never would want to ruin your white coat and so that has become like a status symbol that's like related to class and transportation. And I mean, America totally stigmatizes it because if you go to Europe, like Denmark doesn't have the same issue where you have like all classes being able to take public transit because like it's nothing that is stigmatized in the same way that the U.S. does. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Like you'll talk to even someone like you think is similar to you or progressive even and like even on like in like progressive like circles like they're not riding public transit yeah like, it's but then like in the context of disney world which like totally sucks because they're paying so much money and like actually experiencing what like pedestrian life could be mobility like access to like anything that they want in the park that's reasonable without having to drive they're like this is the tits mcgee they're like this is like the most amazing thing ever yeah, they'll pay like two hundred dollars to just like walk around in a carless space, like down a place called Main Street, 
you know they literally it's called main street it's just like stores of like different things and at the end there's a castle and it's just like they well i mean you can't have that in real life maybe but maybe <laughs> we should else. just make like transit worth 200 dollars, and then like people will be like oh yeah like we could get on with this 100 percent. so they um like in, it's like what the society rewards you for. So in Europe, in many countries, they reward you in different ways. Like for example, um, even like electronic cars or like electric cars. Sorry, over here, uh, it started off like the only reason America is picking up on Teslas. I think it's more status driven. Whereas in some other countries, the attitude is a little different. So they're more driven towards. They they like attitudes over there are driven. Uh, by climate change, for example, right. or how much the government kind of actually pushes you to get electric cars and incentivizes you money-wise. I mean, over here also you get that, but the core attitude is slow, slightly different. And it's, and actually I wanted to point that out, like overall, I think in America, and that might be true in other countries as well, like we are very good at compartmentalizing life like you know you can't i mean how many people would actually think about that they wouldn't because when you're at disney world you totally compartmentalize and like do not even think about that oh can i actually maybe i can do this in everyday life like take public transport they're not gonna because it's like a whole different section of life one weekend and you come back forget about it not even think about it because we're very as a modern society we're just so good at compartmentalizing for example um so many people during the workday, or even if they're not working, they're so closed to, let's say, strangers walking up to them. But as soon as you, they go to like a social event, that's what it's meant for, mm -hmm. traditionally. So same people are so open to talking to all the strangers mm -hmm. walking up to them because it's normal, it's normalized over there. And there are some other countries, other societies where they might be more open at all times to talking to you or not as strictly compartmentalized. I mean, of course, it doesn't hold true everywhere, but this is just something that I noticed. Like, I think it aligns with this theory I have about fun and how sometimes those Friday or Saturday nights where everybody's out and like, this is their weekend, this is, this is my time to have fun. To me, that can be so off-putting sometimes because I'd rather have the Tuesday afternoon where I run into somebody and it, it's more fun because that isn't the context. Like, we didn't have plans to hang out. It's not a weekend. Exactly. Yep. Also, but uh, going back to Disney World, is Disneyland also as big as Disney World? Like No, it's it's a lot smaller. Um, so, like, the, the thought is, and some people say that Californians are on their high horse, but, like, you know, that's not true ever. So, ultimately, like... Disney World was supposed to be everything like bigger and better than what Disneyland is, but what they can't replicate is the like authentic Disney magic that Walt had for Disneyland that you just can't get in Disney World or any of the Disney parks. <laughs> yeah. That sounded pro Disney World <laughs> or Disneyland. Wait a minute. Yeah, did you yeah. just reference magic? <laughs> What's magic? Is it real? A high horse, though. It's pretty real. I think Californians are on a high horse. <laughs> no, it's yeah, a with their no. Disneyland. Whoa. No, it's a high horse. It's a high horse because it's California. Oh. Yeah, they got to take a whole world of magic and reduce it to a land. 
Wait, did Disneyland come first? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. I it's the original. Disneyland. I honestly it's didn't OG. know that. I thought Florida was there first. No. California beat us to it. <laughs> Florida sucks in general, though. Yeah, I am sorry that I was there. <laughs> uh, I feel like I have germs a little bit, but um, I think I'm good. All good here. Wait, did, like. you, did you go to that house uh, concert that I? No, I did not go to the house concert uh, in Florida for my mom's 60th birthday. But thank you for sending that uh, event my way. I thought she might like it. Yeah, my mom's <laughs> really into house music. What's your mom like? <laughs> my mom is uh, a lovely um, Italian lady who loves Jane Austen movie adaptations and <laughs> Love it. Um, British crime dramas. So Ooh. different vibe. <laughs> wait, has she has she seen? Um, wait, can I? Probably can she's I? watched every British crime drama. So yes. Would she's you be offended if I text her? No, text her. I want to talk to her about Broadchurch. Oh, she loved Broadchurch. I'll tell you that much. My favorite the David show. Tennant. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. David Tennant is amazing. Such a big fan here. All right, let's get back on track here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk about scooters. You guys keep pushing the topic back, but I'm, I'm ready to talk ready. about. <laughs> I'm ready to talk about scooters because I saw three on the way here and I was already triggered. Let's set some. Let's set some context here. So yes. Pittsburgh, for the first time ever. Or maybe, no, actually, we did see some in previous years, but, like, this time, no? Not at all? No, first time ever. But we're, we've we're, seen... We're trialing. No, no, we've seen those Scooby scooters, like, which are different, Scooby, though. Scooby, well, that's a big thing to note, the difference of um, between electric scooters, because, like, Scoobies are more like Vespas that top yeah. out at 35. Yep. Totally motorized vehicle, whereas, like, scooters top out at, like, 14 miles an hour. Okay, and, like, cool. So th- this year was the first time Pittsburgh got this first batch of spin scooters, those orange things that you see all around town. I don't know if they are like in the suburbs, but definitely in the main city area. Yeah, spin scooters, or as me and the waiter at Mar- Margot like to call them, corporate litter. Ooh, when he oh, said yeah. that. Mm-mm. That was a bar. That was a bar. <laughs> he, he was them. next to the bar. <laughs> Oh my god. Wait, why so, are you laughing wait. at that? That don't no, 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 just cut I, it off, I'm cut pro- it off. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> no points awarded. This is all getting edited out. End I, of the day, all my jokes are funny because I edit in a little laugh track. <laughs> I would like to set the context of um everyone's stance. I think we should go around and, and make everybody say their stance. True. Yeah. I agree. Cool. So now that I've given the history of the brief history of spin scooters in Pittsburgh <laughs> in the last two to three months. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Vicky, what do you think? What are your thoughts? So let's start with you. I am pro spin scooters. Hmm. I have an easy take as well. I'm very pro spin scooters. So let's throw it back to the villain couch. Uh, I'm not pro. I'm anti. But and it's more it's more nuanced than that. So. Well, I think I think scooters are a net positive to this world. Like, I think that they have some cons, but, like, overall, net positive to society. So you're pro. Yeah. So we got three pros and a con. Yeah, man, you're going down. <laughs> why, don't, why don't we have you kick this off with your, your thoughts? I would actually appreciate it because I'm not coming at it from a standpoint of being informed at all on these things. I'm coming at it from just my experience with them so far. Yeah, like a conservative dad. Uh, bars. I, th- I thought we were together in our villainy. <laughs> but, so, Negativo. 
Here's my here's my issue. I'll, I'll lay them out one by one. Number one issue, I don't think that just because you're not driving a car, you're doing some heroic deed for the environment. I see these spin scooters. I mean, I can't even get through one point without coming up with other points, but what I'll do you, try. What do you think that, like, why would driving a car be or not driving a car be a heroic thing? Why can't people just, like, move from point A to point B? Okay, that's fair. I'm I'm being hyperbolic by calling it heroic. But there is, I think, a little bit of that attitude. We'll get to that later. My beef environmentally, and this is the same beef I have with bikes, fine with all that. I like that people are doing their part. I like that we're divesting from large automobiles. But they slow traffic down. And that's just the fact. My greater point is we need an infrastructure that's ready for these smaller vehicles. It just doesn't seem like we're there right now. So throwing them out into the mix isn't uh, beneficial, I don't think. So what I mean by that is I see these spin scooters. You know, there's a 12-year-old on the scooter. And behind them, there's a line of like 15 cars just idling their engines waiting. <laughs> it's like that's way worse for the environment. Go. That's my argument. That's it? That's my first point. Interesting. Well, let's hear it. I want the counter argument. So, Again, I'm not researched. I don't have a background in this. <clears throat> my initial counter argument is that they're here on a trial basis. Of course, the infrastructure's not there yet. So this is not a permanent thing. Well, they're here on a trial basis, but I think they'll probably stay. Well, my my main like logical takeaway, like any sort of research. What are you doing to combat like emissions and climate change? Like, what is your grand plan of it, and why are you leaving it up to somebody else to figure out? I don't have a grand plan. People are free to do what they want, obviously. Wait, that's a whole different argument, though, Sam. I would, I would play a devil's advocate here, considering what the what side the devil is on, of course. But did that totally depends. But like, that's a whole different argument. Like, what you're doing at your own level versus like at the civic, so like city level. That's different, though. Yeah, I was trying to trying to go from not a research one and then kind of you know point at the question at you is like, how do you believe that you have to like have a plan for change in order for there to be change, or can you force change by pushing something, injecting something into the infrastructure to show people? where they need to actually start implementing those things. Yeah. And this is actually something I thought about earlier when we we're talking about Europe <laughs> with people, they go on a European vacation and they love, oh, I love the wide, the wide streets of Paris, right? And there's some, some person. Can you say middle. that one more time? I love the wide streets in Paris. <laughs> Ugh, I could listen to that over can and you over. Do a, can you do that's a... Jan from Middle America saying that. But the, the point I'm trying to make... <laughs> to I, just wanna, I just want to say, though, Cal is French, and that was a like, little example of his French. Uh, yeah, continue. The availability factor is huge because a lot of people don't know that they want something until they have access to it. So if we were to just widen all the sidewalks and make them walkable, people probably would like that, right? So I'm with you that we do need to try these things, but I still don't think that they're, I hate them, frankly. <laughs> all right, all right, let's unpack that a little bit. Like, but, like beyond just like, so you don't like sitting in traffic. Is that a large part of why you hate them? I don't drive. I don't sit in traffic, first of all. Second of all, yeah, I think a lot of the mindset behind these scooters is like, I'm reducing my carbon footprint by taking alternative transportation. I just think 
if that's your mindset, you need to consider that when you're holding up traffic on a main street. But like, how how often is that happening? I don't see. I haven't seen that a lot, and I drive. Yeah, like I see I've, it all the time, man. With bicycles included. That's important to note. We have two drivers and two non-drivers here. Because wait, you're the you're a non-driver. I'm a non-driver. Okay. Three non-drivers. I you have, have a car. I don't own a car. Oh. I borrowed my dad's car to be here. <laughs> but you're you're used to the driver though. Huh? Well. Do you drive probably three to five times a week? Nope. Not a driver then. I'm a bus What do you driver. mean? Like, I'm where's this rider. definition coming from? Wikipedia? <laughs> yeah, the ideal nap is 26 minutes. Like, I wouldn't say that you have to drive every day to be a driver, but you have to drive, like, a substantial amount to be considered a, a driver. Okay, fair, fair. Okay, so, but, like... Um, Can we get back to critiquing my initial complaint? Yeah, I yeah. feel like we haven't broken down why that's an invalid point. Okay, well... I would just like to say I don't think that many people are taking spin scooters to to um, help the climate. I think a lot of the people who are riding spin scooters are um, doing it for fun. I think it's fun. Uh, I think maybe the buses stopped running at like 1.30 in the morning and they're walking home from the bar or uh, wherever, their friend's house. I think they're probably hopping on a scooter there because it's like, oh, lifts are... whatever. I think it's like affordable alternative. I don't think I agree with that. I don't think spin scooters are ever considered. Like I've I've actually ridden one of these in DC a few times as well. You don't take them as like a serious, serious mode of transport because in DC, which is in the next generation or like the next phase of its evolution with these scooters, like living with these scooters, there are zones like, for example, which they won't work in. There are zones where you can't park. Then they'll run out of battery. I mean, you can't really rely on them for, like, serious, serious transport. This is, like, summer fun slash a little transport. Like, instead of going for a walk to my... Like, for example, I go around walks in Highland Park to get there. I might just, like, take a scooter one way and, like, park it there or, like, like, come to your place, for example. Like, we live, like, 20 minutes from each other by foot like if you're walking uh just take a spin scooter for fun like i've always most of the time i've seen friends do it together like you know uh, at least two or three people in a group do it together or like a dad with his son so it's just like a fun slash transport kind of i don't think it should be considered as a serious transport it's it's like so it's not the most reliable like totally for sure but at the same time i think with any mode of transportation there has to be some planning that goes into it like you don't just like take your car out and like are like all right i just have to get here like and it's to a place that you've never been before. There's always some, like, amount of planning that goes into transportation. And, like, even if you're walking, like, you know the route, like, you understand, like, the general way that you're going to go. And if there's, like, weather that you have to deal with, then you find an alternative and things like that. So I think just, like, having another mode of transportation that's, like, semi-reliable shouldn't, like, totally discredit it because, like, I rely on those to get me home from the bar all no, the time. Wait, let me just yeah. let me just tell you though, they're not always available as well. Like they have to be available where you are at. Like you could be walking 10, 15 minutes, and by that time you might uh, already be home to like even find one. Like right now, I know we are lucky. Like this is the first trial uh, period, so there are probably a lot more than needed, or as people may may not even be using them enough. But like come next summer, if they come back. I mean, that's what I noticed in D.C., though, which is 
many times they're not even available. So you can't plan shit out with them. Like you can hope that they're there around you, but you can't like plan at all to rely on them. Like you said, it's only semi-reliable and semi, like a strong weight. Like semi on is semi. not good enough for you. I mean, is it good enough for you? Yeah, I mean, like, it works for me. I mean, maybe on a Saturday night coming back home from, like I'm saying, like, it can't be, like, you have a meeting to go to on Monday. You won't be like, oh, yeah, I'll get there. Spin scooters. Right. It's definitely would be nice if we had maybe more, even more. Let's get more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, and I think that, like, <laughs> and I think that, like, you, you can't credit everything as, like, the most reliable form of transportation. I mean... There's a chance that your car is going to break down. You know, you just had two fucking nails go through your tire. Yeah. See? Sad. And, like, sometimes the bus is late and you can't catch it. Things like that happen. But, like, it, can you totally discredit a mode of transportation just because it's not perfect? Oh, no, I'm not. I'm just saying it seems to me I'm with Vicky here. It seems to me that it's not the most serious form of transport. Like, for example, I don't think they're going to be around come December. Like, even I November, in fact. Like, they're going to be... Like, in our, on icy roads, they're not going to be here. Oh. Like, they're going to... Well, they, oh, gonna yeah, be remote. totally should, like, not be there. Yeah, I, I didn't think about the snow. I think they'll be here, like, in the future, though. Oh, 100%. The they're going to come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, the company that's responsible, I think whoever has the contract, they're going to bring it back in, like, whenever. But, like, not during the snow or, like, the harsher weather periods i think we should get to cal's next point but hold on because no. all three people you guys just said a bunch of words and nobody told me how my point is incorrect you brought up the the motivation for driving yeah. the scooter which is hey maybe i'm not thinking about the environment that's not my point my point is regardless of why you're using it you shouldn't be able to ride them on a road with cars on a road that's designed for cars which let me add I'm with you. Infrastructure in a city should be more amenable to alternate forms of transportation. My point is, right now it's not. So these scooters are causing people to idle their vehicles and burn fuel. But you could also say that about bikes because the scooters have the same. I do rules. say it about bikes. I've thought that about bikes forever. Can I just can I just say something? Uh, I'm pro spin scooters, but I'm totally with Cal on this point. Like. It's the same, re like, okay, this is just, and like, I'm being an idiot here, but like, I literally don't get the rules of being a biker in the city. Like, if I'm biking around, I'm always so confused. And maybe it'll take some time and some trial and error and maybe a couple of lives to get through this because I truly believe I'm going to get, like, thrown into the air one okay. of these days if I, like, bike around. I think bicyclists um, have been, like begging for infrastructure for years and advocating for like infrastructure to be built and they've got like a little bit we've got like a little bit there but weirdly my counterpoint to cow's argument that the infrastructure isn't there yet it's not there yet i think this is weirdly going to be a, a a route to like getting the infrastructure there i think a lot of people are going to be like woohoo i'm going to take this scooter for fun la 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 and they're going to notice like this sucks to like ride on the road with cars like i'm a whole different thing and like i don't feel safe then i might finally click in people's head like we need protected 
lanes. Yeah, that city decision maker who's in charge of all the policies. Imagine one day their kid comes back home and is like, Dad, I want bike lanes for my 16th birthday. <laughs> Damn, we get it. Yeah. I think I think the biggest counterpoint to your argument is that I don't blame alternative modes for slowing down traffic. What I blame is actually street design. And I think you should have a bigger gripe with street design. And if you even think about like the roundabouts in East Liberty that have stop signs going into a fucking roundabout, the most like wild thing like that is a bigger issue about street design and why like there's in inefficiencies with traffic and slowing down in cars in general. And it's not because of like, there's a bus that has to pull over for a bus stop or there's a bike or a scooter in the lane that's causing traffic to slow down. It is purely about street design that's causing the buildup. Yes. But you, so you do agree with Cal's point that yeah, because right now, we, because we have a, a deeper problem with infrastructure and street design. That doesn't mean throwing another element into the mix is going to take that away. And, and my point is it's just making that worse. It's making it more apparent that the streets are not designed for these vehicles. But I think that's awesome. I think yeah. we should be more apparent, like more aware of that. I, I think that you can't blame the scooters. You can't be mad at the scooters for this. They're trying to make this problem like, so obvious to people that don't actually realize what street design could look like to like care about something. And that's the bigger thing that you should be mad about is that people are like so oblivious to like what it takes to actually be active and planning for transportation in a city. It's not about the scooters. Right. No, I agree. So you're saying the solution is to just roll this out and over time that's what will lead to change in street design. Necessity. I think, I mean, that's a guess on my part. What do you think in your educated opinion? Do you think like that is possible in the future? Like have other cities that you know of? Like yeah, I mean, other cities have done it. Um, and I think it would be really fascinating to see Pittsburgh do it. I think the main thing with that we always have to remember is that once concrete or asphalt or pavement is laid down, you never see people like tear that shit up. So that's like the biggest thing that you have to remember is once it's built, it's built. It's just all about painting the stripes a different way. I'm going to take a point for that because I feel like nobody what? nobody wait, gave me a wait, satisfying wait, wait, wait. counterpoint. Can I, can I just summarize this for a, for, for, can I, because I feel like yeah, you're, no, but like Cal, your point needs rephrasing. I, I, there's literally no one disagreeing or you're not saying anything which is against anyone here if you actually think about it. Yeah. What you're hating is the face of a deeper problem. The face is the spin scooters, but like Sam said, the deeper problem that you're that you're pointing towards or hinting towards clearly is lack of biking infrastructure in the city, which is leading to a lot of problems. And it's quite apparent to you. It just happens to be that spin scooters is what made it super apparent with their bright orange uh, colors and standing out in your face and like people are happy and smiling. So you're like, fuck these people because the infrastructure is fucked. Because they're happy and Cal is not. If I can't be happy, no one can. But <laughs> I, I appreciate you summarizing my viewpoint and I agree. But something I know about human nature, which is maybe apparent in my take on this, when you try to force something on people, they tend to double down against it. So if your idea is, oh, we're just going to force this on the city with seemingly no warning, the people who don't want it are only going to become increasingly against it would be my theory. True. But 
I agree. I mean, that's, yeah, that's going to happen. I mean, that's true for anything. Yeah, that's true for, that's going to happen. But, uh, so what's your second point? I'm curious. Like, what's your other sort of. I mean, okay. So we're ready to move on from that. Are we satisfied? Oh, we are satisfied. I just don't think that there's any possible way to satisfy you with our answers. So just Correct. carry it a point two. And, and thank you. Yes. <laughs> this is how they show love on the villain couch, by the way. We, well, we've been having some infighting, I think. <laughs> yeah. She I almost knew. smacked me with the microphone earlier. <laughs> and I got to add, when this topic came up at brunch and the silverware came around, she almost didn't pass me my silverware. <laughs> Think that. I just think that it, this is like such an incredibly dumb thing for you to be like net negative on. Yeah, yeah. No, it is. You're right. And I'm a dumb, <laughs> I'm a dumb person. I'm a real dumb guy and I'll continue to impress you with my stupidity. <laughs> I cannot wait, Captain Dum Dum. My second point. Is there any age requirement for these yes, things? Yes, and it's 18. <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Can we get some age requirements? There are age requirements. I think that the app can do more to be like a barrier of age to this. But I think the fact that you're like trying to preserve every kid's livelihood is like the most, it is the most unreasonable thing that I've ever seen. No, it's like, but I've seen some annoying ass kids. Yeah. Trying to kids do. are going to always be fucking annoying. Like it, it's just one of those things that you're not giving them. The thing is, is that I think from a parenting standpoint that it boils down to that rather than actually giving them the devices that they're using. And it comes from like a whole parenting play. This is not about like giving kids like some unwanted thing. It's purely comes down to parental control. Yeah, blame the parents, Cal. I think you're making me sound too noble by thinking that I care about these kids' lives. It's just, <laughs> it's more It's more of like, let's go to the laboratory for a minute. Can you come to the lab with me for a minute? I, I can come. Welcome. I wear white coats because I don't take public transport. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I do take public transport. That's a callback to earlier in the app. So come with me into my laboratory. Let's start combining some ingredients. Let's fill up some of these beakers here. Let's put teenagers in one of them and let's put motorized vehicles in another one and let's put oh a smartphone app where you could just rent the motorized vehicle let's put those ingredients together and see what we get it's not going to be pretty it's going to be annoying it's going to be dangerous and that's what i'm seeing out here and that's my point we need age requirements i, I kind of think it's nice that the kids <laughs> wait you're always pro kids like if we would be kids right now if it was up to I you i <laughs> think it's nice that the kids have their thrills <laughs> i think um i think it's nice like they don't have cars they can't get around this is actually kind of cool that they can hop on a scooter so let's give them a really bike yeah i i think it's to build off of that i totally agree because like having the agency will actually bring them more tools in the long run where you're not dealing with like dumb adults because they weren't ever actually able to interact with their environment. You're giving like tools and agency to kids like at a really great point in their lives yeah. to actually build the confidence so to interact with society and not be such fucking idiots as adults. Wait, this is not a parenting podcast, first of all. Second of all, Sam... That's a point that you use in a debate to just for the sake of debating. I can I like see it. it. I can see it. I can see it because, guys, you I can't like see it. her. I can I, see the you. The thing is, I hate kids. <laughs> I, like, wish that like, most of them were dead in this universe. But, but like, that's not how you... But they're going to be alive, so, so they might as well have so, common sense. So, Sam, you're saying that spin scooters is the reason why they're going to be... They're going to turn out more mature, ready for life. So, Pittsburgh kids 
are the next big thing, guys, in the I, world. I think that it's another tool to help them achieve some level of, like, sensical that they wouldn't have without them. No! Yeah, no it's like when it's like, like people... spin scooters is the reason no. they're going to have a better childhood. It's, it's I like an additional mode of transportation that's, like, free. That could be anything. I could build it. I mean, no, no, no. I, okay. It's like when people are like, why don't kids go outside anymore? Kids don't play outside anymore. You look outside and it's just like 10 parking lots. <laughs> like, no, we built an outside for the future generations that just sucks. I think it's nice that they can get on like a bike or a scooter and like have some independence and like go in the world and like be outside their house. And like, and like, Cal, don't get me wrong. Totally agree. Super dangerous. Like there, there should be like better age requirements. Very there. dangerous. Totally not disagreeing with that. I'm just saying that like, if it's gonna happen, like there are going to be additional modes of transportation in the future. You have to, you have to just bear with the causes of it. Nobody can plan for these things. Nobody can like really get a preventative way to avoid the dangerous situations and. The, the cost of Sam, doing it. Sam, I agree again, but then we can always hope for, I mean, but I think we all agree that we hope that there are more age restrictions and like sort of enforced here. Although they're not, they're not going to be followed. They're going to, people are going to find a way around. Kids are going to find a way around it, but we can hope for that, right? Like, I mean, that's, yeah, we can hope for it, but I don't think that spin has any wants to change the way that they have already built the app because, you know, kids writing them gets them more money you can't discount capitalism there so they're not gonna as long as people aren't like dying spin's gonna be totally cool with the way things are done always and a, just a quick tip for any of these uh rascally rabble rousers that are out there you could fit three people on a scooter because i see it all the time <laughs> but you should also bring a helmet yeah. I mean, are, whose side are you on? Because that's my third is, point. Um, I think that, again, like your first point, Cal, is like a you're you're mad at one thing, and what you should really be mad is the parents. Maybe, maybe be mad at the parents. Well, I have to admit you're making me come around a little bit because think about driving, right? You can't <laughs> you can't drive until you're Sam's face right there, like basking in super glory right now. Like I've won. <laughs> I haven't won yet. I, I, I know that there's still a long ways to go to get Cal on like the good side of transportation and not to have like such a stick up his ass. I see what you're doing there by calling it the good side. We don't allow teenagers to drive until they're 16 for good reason, right? They are not mentally, socially equipped to do that task. Would we all agree on that? Agreed. But... Some teacher, teenagers probably are ready to drive when they're maybe 14 or even 13, some of them. I'm pretty sure the um, driving age in Kansas is like 14. Yeah. Where you were going with that, it sounded like you were saying like um, you were comparing what our argument is to like, oh, we'll just let them drive cars. Is that what you're no, you were saying that if they're going to have to drive cars, that it might be helpful to have an introduction to streets before. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm extending an olive branch on your point about equipping young people with tools to navigate the world. I'm fine with that, and I think probably for some kids it's going to be fine. They're not going to be disrespectful with the spin scooters. But again, speaking from a pedestrian standpoint, I'm walking through these neighborhoods all day. It's dangerous. Like, there's kids weaving from the street onto the sidewalk. I saw an old lady get hit by a spin scooter. You know, it's crazy. Seriously? Yeah, I did. They almost hit me. They zoomed right past me 
and bump this old hag. And what did you say to the kids? <laughs> <laughs> Started out so thoughtful for this woman. And no, I there. didn't say anything. Why wouldn't you say anything? I think that that is a fault of you not saying anything to these kids. I thought you were against the parents. Now it's on me to parent them? Yeah, I'm I, sending kids to their room now because they're riding too fast? No, I, I think that obviously always blame the parents because, like, why are you reproducing to begin with? And then, like, second, in terms of society, if you see something wrong, isn't the whole thing if you see it, say it? Yeah. See, the problem is the top speed on the spin scooters is about 14 miles per hour, and they were gone. They were maxing <laughs> those things out. That's not that fast. So you're saying that it's now... It's, no, no, no. no <laughs> so you should is, run behind them. This is interesting, though. Now, as a pedestrian, I'm, it's now on me to go correct the spin scooters. That's my role? Just the children, not the spin scooters. <laughs> no, it, it's it, like, I get it. It's totally not your place. You don't have to say anything. But for somebody who's sitting there bitching about the kids, I would have thought that, you know, you would have directed it at the right audience and not just, like, in a room full of adults. I would like to bring up the point that cars are much more... Um, dangerous? Dangerous <laughs> in general as a whole. Like, uh, I, I don't think kids should even be driving cars at 16. I think they're not really ready. Um, so I think we need more things like scooters and bikes and like make that safer and like have ki less kids driving cars like those same kids driving a scooter on a sidewalk knocking over a grandma they're gonna be in a car in like three years like that's terrifying and then to actually me, personally. Kill her. <laughs> yeah and then that she will not recover from that because they'll be in an suv and they're yeah no but you know like Blunt fuck the hit. scooters am i right cal yeah oh yeah i mean <laughs> <laughs> but you're you're still saying that it's it's right. So driving is dangerous. Mm -hmm. So it's just fine to throw people on scooters with cars. That's I think that's my biggest beef is they shouldn't be riding with cars. My beef is that we have to always cater to car drivers. The world revolves around car drivers. Like we can't, you know, get rid of this parking space because Janice from Middle America like needs it so she can really, you know, park and get a donut and then go back. It's like we could be using all this street parking. It's like we always like think about the car driver and like I think a third of Pittsburghers like don't own a car. Like it's like a large percentage of like our city that does not own a car but we have no say in like our own infrastructure so it's like anything that inconveniences the car is like just i don't care i, I, <laughs> I don't I, care I, if you have the city it also on it also goes back to the whole like wealth and status thing because you own a car you have theoretically more money because you don't have to look for alternative modes and therefore you get to have the right to say what happens with how people get from a to b i just want to say that i just want to add something here i mean Theoretically, I'm with you, yeah, for sure. But, like, think about it. Like, two-thirds of the people, like you said, that's the majority. That's in most countries and most uh, boards and whatever, that's the winning majority. Two-thirds majority is what you need for, like, a special vote. Um, and that's a lot of people. Second of all, let's not discount what humans have achieved with cars and like fast speed transportation, personalized transportation. There's this whole other angle to it where there's a lot of good to be like had over there. But like, let's compare it to 
the European model of cities, city living, right? Mm -hmm. City living, yeah, you can do without cars. Like, I want to get to downtown. I could, <clears throat> if it's like a real emergency, then maybe I can take one of those Ubers. Otherwise, I can have a reliable, uh, timely public transport, and I can totally do that, or walk, or bike. Totally understand that, but I feel like so it depends on. So it comes back to again. Uh, I'm tying into that point of that Sam brought up, which is like status and power and all of that. It's like what we reward and incentivize as a society. I don't think that's changing anytime soon. Like for example, if you make, if you make public transport, if you make biking cool, or if biking all of a sudden is the high status thing to do. Let's say having a car and driving a car around is what normal people do and all of a sudden the tax on bikes is a lot more. Or maybe it's about the next, bikes themselves become expensive. Let's say for example, we in, in the future, we have these electric bikes, uh, spin, spin scooters, but like bikes or whatever and they are expensive. Now all of a sudden, a lot more people, you'll see that if spin scooters become expensive, I'm just saying. They will die. I mean, like, to be honest, they will die because they're not um, sheltered. I think that's the biggest reason why nobody would take yeah, them. Yeah, right now, right, in this current environment, right now, 100%. But if we reward status, we reward actions that get us more status. And if we start planning out things, like, for example, it's even in Europe, right? or even in those cities where they are more driven towards public transport and like not driving everywhere, it's because those actions are rewarded with whatever their value systems are in that society. Our value systems are very driven by showing off status or like even just power and uh, the whole capitalistic values and not a good or a bad thing, it's just a thing, right? Uh, and until we change that, that core value system and what we reward and what we don't as a society. These changes are hard to come by. Like we can complain about them, but like that's two thirds majority will always be there until those core values themselves change as a society. It's an interesting point. We're, we're not gonna, I mean, I don't think that's a gener, it changes in a generation. I think it takes maybe more than one generation to change that. Mm. Yeah, I don't know how you change that. Um, but I d yeah, I definitely agree. Like a lot of people don't do things because of like, um, yeah, perception. Yeah. yeah. By being against spin scooters, I'm essentially complaining about the lighting in a crack house. Like my rage is pointed at this one detail that's yeah. couched in a much deeper problem. Yeah. Yep. yep. You know what? I feel like we, in the end, we all sort of agree, at least on like one thing, which is that our roads are like super archaic, right? Like that they're just not modern enough for this like really cool thing that could be really fun. I mean, like the physical road, yes, because like the other thing that I wanted to say about the dangers of anybody riding a scooter or driving a car is like the roads are just not kept up enough, which is a large reason why there's also traffic, which is why there's also a large like amount of fatalities with driving is because like you're also dealing with the conditions of the roads just like blatantly suck. And that also increases when you're on a scooter. Um, if you try to like go over a pothole or anything and you don't see. So I totally give you credit for that. But the larger institution is probably what we're battling here and not just the scoots. 
Scoots. I love that name for them. Scoots are fun. Like like I said, again, going back, I'm all for spin scooters, but the points that you brought up, I agree with you. It's more nuanced, you know, like you said. Yeah, just enjoy something that's supposed to be fun for you. Like, fuck off. <laughs> look, I would never say that they don't look fun. They look fun. We should go take one. Right now. Right now. Let's do it after this. I don't know if I can on principle at this point. <laughs> Fuck principle. Nobody has it. And what is principle? Cal, like, it's not even real. Cal, we just Let's established go. your beef is not with the spin scooters. It's with a deeper issue. So spin scooters are fine. We can't help you here for your deeper issues. <laughs> That'll be episode surface, two. Surface level issues only. Yeah. You know, I'm really surprised you didn't bring up the point that I my only qualm with the scooters... Is that they don't go fast enough. <laughs> is that there's not enough of them. <laughs> no, is that um, is really just like a people thing. It's like those people that don't uh, take the carts back to the cart place in the grocery store. Those same people are parking these scooters in the middle of the sidewalk. <laughs> it's like pushing yeah. off to the side. Like today I was taking a walk. Um, I was in Greenfield and I saw a nice gentleman and he was in a wheelchair. And I was like, hello, good day, sir. And he was like, good day, young lady. And I'm walking along and I see these two scooters and they're just in the middle of the sidewalk. And I'm like so pissed for him because like he has to use this sidewalk and roll by here. And there's a freaking scooter in the middle of it. And I try to pick up the scooter and move it. And you it know, beep, beep, beep. And it yelled at me. It was like, don't steal me. <laughs> I was like, Jesus. I look like a thief now. I'm trying to do a good deed. And I look like an a-hole. It well, was very I don't stressful. Know if it's like more unrealistic that anybody's saying good day that often <laughs> walking around. In the world I live in, people tip caps and say good day, lady. That's the world I live in. <laughs> yeah, that, that is some real imaginary <laughs> shit. I, <laughs> I actually, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I already actually knew about this story because you know why? Because I follow her on Twitter. <laughs> Plug in your Twitter right now. <laughs> yes. No, actually, do not follow me on Twitter. It is a mess there. Just kidding. It's VLCKL. <laughs> really? I yep. wish I wouldn't have heard that. <laughs> do not go on there. It's, it's a very scary place. I will say for the audience out there, I've seen snippets of this Twitter, and it is wild. I mean, it'll have you really considering your whole existence. There's <laughs> classical music. There's hearts. Yeah. Well, and I actually, I've actually have gotten into the topic of public transit on Twitter a lot. Like, as a bus rider and a non-car owner, like, I don't know how I found this, like, weird little community on Twitter, but, I mean, it I is, up. It is so huge, and yeah. you're only just, like, breaking just, into the world. Absolutely. Like, there's a lot of people who, like, really want, like, hyperloops and really wide sidewalks and bike lanes and just everything. It's, like, a whole... And I love the podcast War on Cars. Like, have you heard War on Cars? They're so interesting, I mean, they're New York. And, like, when I come at it, like like you said earlier, like, I am coming at it from, like, a city perspective. Like, I'm not expecting, like, people in rural Kansas to, like, you know, have the same viewpoint. Like, they need their car. Like, that's a different place. So, for example, uh, back home in India, I didn't need to have a car. Like, I could get by totally without a car just because there's so much public transport. But also, I can take so many lifts from people. Like, it's normal. It's fine. Like, friends can drop you off. It's, like... And even Ubers are, like, cheaper, much cheaper, right? And over here, you can just... I mean, as a student in India, you didn't really need a car until it became a status thing, right? Over here, 
I needed a, I mean, especially with COVID, like I was getting by fine. And like last year in the middle of COVID, like I was getting by fine living in the city. As soon as I like kind of ventured out, let's say a friend lived in the suburbs. Like I could have never, I mean, at least where you live right, right now, I don't want to give it away, but like I could not have come to visit you as often as I do now because I have a car. Because US in general, and this is Pittsburgh, like which is a proper city city and um, n not New York, but like still not rural, right? Even here, even to venture out outside of those main sort of routes of 61s and like 71s, like, yeah, you do need a car sometimes. And a lot more if you keep venturing out, like if you live in the suburbs or whatnot. So I'm just saying it. it is like, it's our capitalistic values which have enabled cars everywhere. Mm -hmm. Like we're just so spread out and yeah. our public transport is maybe not the best in all the cities. It is a bummer because Pittsburgh was a trolley city, you know. I had a neighbor growing up um, and she would tell me like she would take the trolley to like Homestead from like Munhall, you know, go down 8th Avenue, buy a live chicken, kill the chicken, eat the chicken. It was <laughs> a whole better world back <laughs> then. she's still alive? No, no, she died okay. two years ago. But um, oh, but wow. that was in her lifetime. Like, they there were trolleys, and they paved over them for the individual vehicle wow. because good things do not make people rich. So we cannot have them, I guess, but except I mean, for scooters. I All don't right. even, <laughs> I don't one even think that, like, you can argue that, like, good things don't make people rich because if more people have access to transportation, the whole thought is if you could get easier from point A to point B, commerce automatically increases. Yeah, I read that in preparation for our, our discussion. I was reading about scooters, and it said, like, in areas that uh, where, where scooters were introduced, like, the like more money was spent and they say that about bikes too in bikeable areas and pedestrian heavy areas that more money is being spent and like it's like that's like a really under like undersold yeah. like it just depends on who you want your money to go to yeah and like even things like trees like you plant some trees along your sidewalks your property value goes up like all these things that like benefit us as humans like going around the world actually also like make more money for your exactly community. so that's a great point right you plant trees now all of a sudden we want more trees in our cities and like yeah. those areas are considered to be sort of richer attractive attractive areas so property value goes up but you're doing good for the environment as well yeah. you're bringing in more trees so like when our values are in alignment with like the greater good so to say we actually do that like human beings are not like sort of evil right yeah. we actually do that but also i'm not trying to say that i'm anti-capitalism or anything like that i'm just saying we need to decide what's more important and then change our values as a society what we reward based on that that's all i'm saying yeah so let's get some bike lanes up in here for the scoot 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 bitch well we need to circle back to vicky's initial point about you encountered two uh, spin scooters on the sidewalk. What's the solution to that, I guess? I well, I know. wanted to pose that question. Is mm. So it sounds like we maybe agree that they shouldn't be on the streets with <laughs> cars, do we? Or no? They should uh, be on the street? Because if not, then they should be on actually, the sidewalk? I All right. I 
I don't understand. I don't know how to answer that. But I, I understand why they're on the sidewalk because it would be scary to be on the road. But I think to be on the road, like I think people are realizing, like, hey, there needs to be another thing, <laughs> like for you know other modes of transportation, maybe like a protected lane for us. Like I think that is good, and I think that'll like create that necessity, like, and people will notice it. But but let me ask you another question: Is that does that exist right now? It does not, but it will. Okay, I have hope. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, there is there is parking for um, scoots in some locations. Like uh, if you go in Bloomfield, there's dedicated parking spots and such. And if you really cared, then you could go ahead and paint your own lines on the street of where you would want your spin scooters to go. And it's called tactical urbanism. <gasps> I love it. I you love say it. that as though the average person walks around thinking, hmm, how can I contribute to tactical urbanism today? <laughs> I would. Well, guess what? If you want to change things, you have to go out there and change them yourself. It's a whole point about injecting something new into the ecosystem. And you were already anticipating that the infrastructure would be there. But it's like, no, we have to get this together. The scooters are going to help us like identify the issues of transportation. I mean, we'll see. I'm not convinced, but... You're not convinced respect, about anything. I respect the viewpoint. I just think, you know, as some say, we're putting the cart before the horse. We're putting the scooter before the infrastructure. That's my view. Mm. And I think that's my closing remark because a good one. I've said all I need to say. I don't, I mean, I'm I not going to pretend as though I love these scooters <laughs> now. Although I will say you guys made some great points and I do see them a little differently. I hope now. we, I hope yeah. we uh, kind of highlighted that there's a bigger issue that you yourself are pointing to. And it's not, scooters are just the face of it. It might be the beginning of something good, like some good change in the future. We kind of talked about that as well. I hope you agree with that. Like, as long as we can, like, walk away with that sort of insight for you, <laughs> I think it's a successful sort of conversation around scooters. Yeah, I think so. I mean, and let me just clarify, my calves are sore because I'm, I'm walking these sidewalks. My perspective is not one of a driver who hates being held up by these scooters. My perspective is the sidewalk is a sacred space, and I got 13-year-olds zooming in on me. Mom, I love you. I think you should also then be concerned about sidewalk width, any sort of tree obstruction. There's a couple more things than just the scoots and... I'll bring those up at the town hall meeting as well in my, <laughs> hey, in my should, filibuster. You should attend a town hall meeting. All right. Ooh, next right. episode we we'll will do be a live pod. Live so, pod at the town hall. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, definitely show up at the town hall. What's uh, the wrap-up song? It's a... Scoot, 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 scoot. I love scoots. Cow does not like scoots. Scoot, scoot. That's a... Yeah, that's what I do. Also, I wanted to... When you said Charlie... I was like, is Charlie? that a throwback to Boston? Like, when were you riding around Charlie's in <laughs> Pittsburgh? Trolley. Trolley. Oh, okay. Yeah. Charlie. I see my Pittsburgh accent coming up. <laughs> <laughs> All cool. Right. Sam, Sam, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, For Sam. Uh, totally. Yeah, this was, this, was a, this was a blast. Genuinely, I'm so interested in, like, everything that you actually know about. Like, I just you know, click around on Twitter and read about it. And I'm like, yeah, heck yeah. <laughs> but like, you actually know about it. And it's been really nice to hear your actual informed opinions. Yeah. And for like totally uh, going on Cal's yeah, point of view, every, s- <laughs> every single thing he said to like completely 
rip it apart. <laughs> the villain I don't, count? But I don't feel ripped apart. I feel, I mean, you did make good points, but I feel yeah. like you didn't directly. I, I don't, I'm not here to no. tear you down. Like, no, I know you're not. I just mean the points I made, not I still today. feel they're valid. valid very valid they're points. Not. No, but there's some nuanced valid <laughs> truths over there. That's what I would say. That's what I would end on. And um, thank you, everyone. Scoot, scoot. Scoot, scoot. Scoot, scoot. Scoot, scoot.